leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. stem cell therapies used to treat eye disease, the proliferation of clinics that are providing therapies that have not been FDA approved, and why all of this is a concern. Let's start with stem cell therapies for retinal disease. What's the promise, and are there any approved therapies yet? So there's currently no FDA-approved therapies um, regarding cell therapy for retinal diseases at this time. There have been some early phase one and phase two studies looking at different applications of cell therapies for retinal diseases. Uh, there's been uh, human embryonic stem cell-derived RPE cells that were injected subretinally that showed some promise, umbilical cord tissue-derived cells that were injected also subretinally uh, that, that showed some promise as well. And recently, there have been uh, induced pluripotent stem cell and human embryonic stem cell-derived retinal pigment epithelium sheets that have been implanted underneath the retina for both wet and dry macular degeneration. And is the ultimate promise that these therapies are capable of essentially curing these conditions? So it depends on what you're looking at. So I think cure is a, 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 a tough metric to meet for some of these therapies, but the goal would be to, to help improve vision for patients who have some advanced uh, diseases, and it's still way too early to be able to really identify the uh, efficacy of these treatments. Right now, the main focus of the treatments have been safety and feasibility, and a lot of them have been shown to be safe in these very controlled situations, um, which is a little different than what's happening at these cell therapy clinics. Collectively, this is already a big business. Can you quantify the number of stem cell clinics that are out there? How common are they and where they're located, How, perhaps how many people are being treated, and what kind of money these clinics are generating? Yeah, so um, another group has actually looked at this as a problem overall, and so they found that in the United States alone, there were about 215 clinics um, that were found around 2016, and the fee for the injections ranged anywhere from $5,000 to $50,000. Um, Another study estimated it to be around 60,000 patients who seek therapy annually and with a total of about $2.4 billion involved in it. Um, but that's looking at all cell therapies for all different diseases. What we wanted to do was really try to get an idea of what's happening in ophthalmology. And what we found was that there was about 40 different companies with 76 clinics that were located throughout the United States 
and the most um, concentrated locations were in Florida, California, and Illinois. And are, are these clinics operating in a gray area, or are what they doing just outright illegal? So the FDA has sort of uh, defined what should be under their auspices, and that includes um, items from human tissues or cells that have been manipulated or are not for what's considered homologous use, which basically means using the cells for what they were used for before. And so uh, these cell therapy companies have claimed that they don't fall under the auspices because they're claiming that the cells are minimally manipulated and that they're being used for homologous use. However, the FDA has put forward different draft guidance statements basically closing that loophole, saying that um, using the enzymatic process to isolate the cells is considered more than minimally manipulated, and then using the cells in a different area of the body does not uh, count as homologous use. And so the FDA has basically laid out why they believe that this should be FDA-regulated, um, but some of these companies continue to exist and continue to carry out these treatments. And how are these clinics finding patients? Are they being referred by doctors? Are they just doing it through advertising? So what we found is that the advertisement is very, very uh, prominent using uh, online access and social media. And so when you Google up uh, Google cell therapies, uh, you find a lot of these clinic websites that have a lot of uh, great designs and include some patient testimonials without much actual data on them. And is, are, you mentioned the costs vary from five to $50,000 a treatment. Are, are these born out of pocket by the patients? Yes, yeah, so since this is not FDA approved, there's no insurance companies that actually cover the costs for these, and so these are um, out-of-pocket expenses for these patients. And do we know whether these therapies are being manufactured under GMP-compliant procedures? So we don't really have much access to the exact details of how these companies are preparing these, these cells, and so, um, you know, since they're not being regulated by the FDA and they're not undergoing regular inspections and things like that, we actually don't know what's happening there. One of the things that I, I found uh, perhaps a little disturbing about all this, and there's, there's a lot here, but many of these clinics are registering as clinical trials so that you can go to clinicaltrials.gov and, and think you're enrolling in a legitimate study when it's not quite that. Can, can you explain yeah, so clinicaltrials.gov only serves as a registry for clinical trials. It doesn't actually do any investigation into the, the clinical trials that are listed on the website. That was never the purpose of clinicaltrials.gov. Um, however, because these companies have realized that some of these patients look at clinicaltrials.gov to try to get an understanding of, of what's out there, some have listed studies on these websites. And sometimes the patients who actually get the treatments don't fall under the the study that's posted on clinicaltrials.gov, but in a way having a trial on there almost serves in some way as, uh, in from the patient's perspective, as a validation of the study or, or of that uh, site. And so that has led to some problems where some patients think that they're getting uh, enrolled into clinical trial when they're actually not. 
uh, at these cell therapy clinics. So there's one case I know you've referred to in an editorial that you've written. Uh, this involved a, a published case of three patients suffering complications from an adipose-derived stem cell injection for AMD. Can you explain what happened? These were patients who were treated at a clinical trial site but not actually enrolled in the trial. Yes, these patients would have never met the uh, criteria that was laid out in their clinical trial. They all had much better vision um, than what they had listed for their clinical trial, but they basically just consented to the treatment and not to be part of the clinical trial. However, at least one of those patients found the study by looking at the clinicaltrials.gov website and, and finding this uh, clinic site from from that. Um, you know, unfortunately, those patients all went from having at least good vision in one eye to essentially being legally blind in, in both eyes. And so it's a very unfortunate uh, case, but it certainly highlights the potential dangers that can happen at these uh, clinics. And one of the frightening aspects of this also is that these patients had bilateral injections of an unproven therapy. Both eyes were treated at the same time. Would you expect this to be done under the protocols of a legitimate trial? No, you know, legitimate trials are very much focused on safety. And so this would not be something that would be uh, done unless the safety has already been proven in a single eye first. And so that is definitely a big red flag for patients. Uh, the other big red flags that I talk to patients about is paying out of pocket for these studies. Um, the large legitimate trials that are being done right now all have funding either from the government or from different companies. And so the cost should be covered by the actual trial. The other thing that really sticks out is that the only thing that these uh, companies do are cell therapies. And that's just not the common practice for uh, a retina specialist that is partaking in these legitimate clinical trials. They offer other treatments as well. And there's a subset of patients that qualify for the, the study and would be considered good candidates for it. But they also offer other more conventional treatments as well. I think it's a big red flag if the only thing that the company does is, is these cell therapies. Has the American Academy of Ophthalmology taken any stance on, on these clinics? Yeah, so the American Academy of Ophthalmology has issued a statement basically saying that there's no proven cell therapies that are available right now, and even though it's being studied, and we're very excited to find out what the results are from those studies and potentially use this in the future, it's uh, it certainly is not approved right now. We don't have the data to support the use of it. I know the FDA from time to time has issued statements that put out warnings to consumers about these types of clinics, but has the agency taken any meaningful steps to reel them in? So, yes, yeah, so they have um, very recently actually um, issued warnings to the cell therapy companies, and uh, two companies are actually under lawsuits uh, for these for similar complications, uh, one being the company that was involved in the series that we published and then another company that was involved in a non-ophthalmological application of cell therapy. And so we're hoping that these uh, more severe actions lead to a further deterrent for these companies to do these treatments. Any advice you'd offer patients on how they could protect themselves? Are there things they should do to verify the legitimacy of a, a treatment or a clinic? So I think the one of the main things is to talk to your trusted treatment provider that you've been seeing in the past to get advice about these. I think that it's sometimes hard for patients to make the uh, distinction between these clinics um, 
and legitimate studies sometimes. And so it definitely helps to speak to a, a trusted uh, healthcare provider about this and, and get their advice about it. The other things are if you're asked to pay, that's definitely a big red flag. Um, bilateral or both eye treatments is certainly a big red flag. Um, the other thing is if the only thing that these uh, places do is the cell therapy treatments, that's also a big red flag. And so those are the main things that I, I warn patients about. And does this have a greater threat to the legitimate establishment of these therapeutic use of these stem cell therapies? So that's definitely something that we worry about. Um, anytime that there's these bad outcomes from these cell therapies, you also worry that the legitimate cell therapy studies that are being done with great attention to safety um, are going to be cast in a bad light. And so it is something that we're worried about and, and that I know that legitimate cell therapy researchers are worried about, um, that public opinion about cell therapies will be swayed to the negative based on, on these bad outcomes. But we really want to distinguish these these legitimate trials that are very much focused on safety and have a lot of stop gaps like a data safety monitoring committee to really monitor what's happening in these studies and make sure that the patients are not being harmed. Um, and so we don't want to mix up the two groups. There's great research being conducted right now, and we're very eager to find out what the results are uh, long-term in the future. Ajay Kirian, Assistant Professor at the Flound Eye Institute at the University of Rochester Medical Center. Ajay, thanks so much for your time today. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for getting the message out to, to our patients. I think that's one of the most important things. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.